It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, master plan world. Welcome to our latest podcast. It is as ever a pleasure to have you listening. I'm Chloe Thomas, creator of the e-commerce master plan, author, speaker and consultant, and I focus on e-commerce business strategy and marketing. Today, I'm bringing you another interview and I have a great guest for you this week. Before I introduce you to him, though, have you had a listen to our bonus Christmas 2015 tips episodes? If not, have a listen. The first two are already live. There's uh, Should You Partake in Black Friday and Why Your Delivery Strategy Matters This Christmas. And this Wednesday evening, you'll be able to get your hands on the final one, which is your Christmas 2015 customer journey, including the top marketing methods you should be using this Christmas. Lots of Christmas in there. Um, So go and check those out after you've listened to today's great interview. So let me introduce you to today's special guest. Alex Pratt is the founder of Serious Readers, who build and supply the world's best reading lights. I am a customer and I love these lights and they do ship worldwide. The business started in 1986 and is now a mail order business with strong online sales, as well as Amazon and wholesale as well. Turnover is £5 million a year, which is achieved with 50 employees selling in excess of 20,000 lights each year. Alex is also the chairman of the UK's Direct Commerce Association. Hi, Alex. I've just given our listeners a very quick overview of you and your business and where you are now. So how did you get started off in e-commerce? Well, hi. Um, I got, it seems like eons ago now when I got, first got going. But it, I, mean, I think we were one of the first... SMEs at least to, in the UK to get into e-commerce. And the reason I got into it was uh, basically I was a bit of a cheapskate. I was trying to find ways of serving customers cheaply or less, less you know, uh, in, a, in a less in, uh, expensive way than you know, employing lots of people. And I was also and have also always been really an early adopter of new technologies. I think I was like number three in the UK to have video conferencing, for example. Wow. You know, we, we installed it, but never managed to, to, to use it because <laughs> there was nobody else. So, you know, so it was quite very early on. It's just way back when, um, I mean, you know, 20 years, I mean, a long time ago. So it, it was really as a, a way of expanding our business without taking on a lot of extra people. And that was uh, with the Serious Readers brand? It actually was it was it was with the lighting business, but we were then only B two B. So we were serving international markets. Our business grew from making lamps for industrial sewing equipment. Um, so we used to supply people like Levi's, you know, where they were sewing jeans and all day to their plants all over the world. And then it grew. It went into machine tools and and special purpose vehicles. So that we, we were in the space program and. Branson's around the world balloon and nuclear submarines and things like that. So it was a B2B program, very niche based, high value, small, uh, relatively small volumes at that time. Well, so the whole, so e-commerce was almost the, the, and the desire to reduce that cost per sale of, you know, the human involvement really started you off on the serious reader's journey. Yeah, it allowed us to easily create, a, to learn how to create a scalable set of processes um yeah so but it was really <laughs> it was really because I, I was trying to do it on the cheap that's how i did it <laughs> <laughs> so, 
I like I like the honesty there. I like that. It's, it was all about doing it on the cheap. Yeah, it's, it seems really clever in retrospect, but actually, it was all about cost saving. Uh, it's, it's a really, really good way, good, good angle to put on. I it. I wish I could say it was a great vision, and, and uh, but actually, the other thing that we found out was because we were in early, and we bought very early technology. Uh, we, we ended up not moving on very quickly and um, we were the last people on what was that platform then in those days to, to actually move off it. They had to keep it going for two, three years because we, you know, we were so slow at moving on once we'd established it. So you know, we were early in but slow to, to take it forward. It's, it's often that a fact about in e-commerce is, you know, being early in is good, but sometimes it can be good to be a bit, a bit, bit further down the track. It, it continues to amaze me at the moment how the, the platform technology that you can use for selling, is, is just so streets ahead of where it was. And if you start now, you can do so much more, so much easily than someone who's on a legacy system. Yeah, so. and that's the nature of, of you know, a disruptive technolo- technological change, isn't it? So. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've noticed that because um, we, we've just replatformed recently and we're starting to look at a whole sort of mass customization approach to everything that we do. And, and it's amazing how many tools are just available that you can just stick on your website and it does everything that you'd ever dreamed of a few years ago. So it's quite interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great the way it's moved on these days. So what's the platform you've moved on to? We're, we've just moved on to, uh, we've been working with Money Spider and they've used Ruby on Rails. Um, so I mean I'm not a technical I'm not the technocrat in all this my guys deal with all that but um, you know it's uh, we literally have just um, you would I think this week is our final sort of snagging finishing off we haven't even done the um, uh, the SEO analysis so you know our H1 yeah uh, you know, not, you know we've got a whole load of things yet to do um, but. Uh, yeah, so we've, we've moved over and we moved over to an open source platform, for, particularly for the reasons that you just outlined. Um, we've had previous experiences where we've spent a lot of money on bespoke um, proprietary systems where the company's gone bust and, and then you've, you know, you've ended up with a problem. Um, so this time we, we were determined to go on um, open source uh, and so that's what we've done. Cool. So it's the it's the money spider platform you've moved to, and is that one live yet? It's literally yes. Yeah, it's it is live. Yeah, it's oh, live. Cool. And it's, but it's live and um, in the process of uh, being snagged out. Um, so it's almost beta testing mode. Yeah, but we're doing it live because actually it's our busy busy seasons now just started because the clocks have just changed. So uh, we're sort of as ever in this business. We're always very very last minute. We only signed off our digital strategy this morning. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a hundred grand to spend in, in the next six weeks, <laughs> and we haven't started yet. Anyway, um, and that's your so, Christmas strategy. Well, it's the it is partly to do with Christmas, but it's mainly to do with the dark darkness. Um, you buy yeah. lights; people buy lights more often in the winter than they do in the summer. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's to, as, as anyone listening who runs an entrepreneurial business will understand. Um, you've got so many ideas and so many things that you want to do that fighting to get the right ones to the top of the pile um, is always a very last minute thing. So we, we are literally seat of the pantsing into, um, into the season, which is all good fun. It keeps it exciting, doesn't it? So uh, you were talking a bit about plugins and widgets and that kind of stuff then. Are there any which you've already put in place on this new site? No, the only thing that we've done so far is um, 
we obviously we've optimized it for for um, uh, mobile and stuff like that because the old platform was very very rigid and uh, but I've been looking at things like Parsley, um, which is like I don't know if you know Parsley, but it's like a uh, I was at the Telegraph recently looking at their whole sort of digital strategy and they use Parsley and it analyzes in real time, you know, the social traffic and when you post something on, you know, The Apprentice, you know, which device picks device users pick it up where that sort of stuff so we're 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 sort of at the stage now where we've put the platform in place and we're now starting to look at a sustained attack in terms of building a building a brand in the online space because our brand has actually been built mainly offline and we've traditionally used online just as a channel for purchase so our whole strategy is in the in the midst of being changed we've just got a, a new social media uh, leader just started this week we've just signed off a new digital um, recruitment strategy this morning you know we're looking at, at um, conversion rate optimization we're looking at a complete reskilling of the journey customer journey so you know we're we're full on in this space at the moment because we think it's it's where all the uh, all the action is Excellent. And um, and just to fill in a couple of the gaps for people here, um, you're based in the UK and you sell all over the world? We do. Um, our B2B business has always been sort of global. Our B2C business, um, we've been focusing on building uh, a UK model um, and getting the UK model to uh, to hum, as it were, before we go... Uh, internationally we we do sell all over the world and we have customers in 63 countries um, but we're not currently targeting um, uh, you know international geographies although this morning we signed off a strategy for one particular product on an on uh, the Amazon platform and how we're going to uh, you know break break across Europe in that particular product so you know we're 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 literally um, uh, we're literally jumping up and down in this space at the moment with lots of China around us. Hoping we don't break too much. <laughs> it's it's going to be an exciting uh, winter, isn't it? One way yes. or another. <laughs> I think. I mean, as, as as I described earlier, we were very early into um, e-commerce, uh, and it was e-commerce. It was actually, you know, it wasn't just a, a website. We were early into e-commerce. Um, but we've been very, very slow, despite a, quite a deep understanding and aspirations in the space to do anything uh, around adopt, you know, adopting or taking advantage of our opportunities in the space. So our, our opportunities are global. I mean, our, people basically buy our product for performance reasons. I mean, there are many different lights, but you buy our product because you really can't see or you're someone who's at the top of your game and, and your ability to see impacts on your performance. So and that, as with the aging demographic, and the older you get, the less less world you can see. That is a global opportunity for us. So we're very keen to uh, expand um, you know, online. Uh, we, we need to get the UK bit working first. Yeah, otherwise you're just reiterating, you know, duplicating the same problems as you go into other countries if you don't fix them on. Yeah. Yeah, somebody once described it to me, if you've got a tumour, don't keep growing it. <laughs> what you want to do is fix the tumour before you grow. <laughs> yeah, so, and we, you know, we've got a number of, we've got a number of things that are going well, a number of things that are, you know, falling flat on their face. And, and um, so, we, and, and of course, the world is moving far, you know, so fast now with, you know, multiple device usage and, you know, the, the change in TV and, and um, 
you know everything is changing how how you can the extent to which you can um take your spend and and understand attribute you know attribute it in the right place and when we had a session this morning on on attribution on this digital strategy that we're about to embark on um you know and it, it's all moving very very fast and um and we've been moving very slowly despite having been early in the race so we're we're about to accelerate and start you know catching up mo farah <laughs> i think though in some ways now is the time to start accelerating because as you rightly said earlier there's so much you can buy off the shelf that does things you'd have spent five figure sums quite easily in order to achieve but 12 months ago so it's it's a good time to be started acceleration so with all this going on alex what do you think is the most awesome thing about your business right now the most awesome thing about our business really is is the raving fans that we generate um so our our whole our whole business is based on the idea that that light enriches lives and we're looking for people who believe what we believe and what we believe is not only that light enriches lives but if a job is worth doing it's worth doing well and all that sort of stuff so we, we we're very clear on who we are and what we're trying to do and the impact we're trying to have on the world and our biggest um uh, our strongest indicator of whether we're succeeding or not is not actually profitability or number of customers it's number of raving fans so we're right into the raving spa- fan space so you know we're like 100 uh, percent we, we our, our our customer reviews are so strong that the platform are telling us that we you know we should try and find some people who aren't very happy <laughs> you know to reduce because it doesn't look because they're so good it, 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 yeah. it looks false you know um, so we're, we're, you know, so the the most awesome thing about us is 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 that, um, and it's driven from two things actually. It's driven really from the products themselves and the impact that they have on people's lives, and, and those people that particularly need them or, or value them. But secondly, our whole approach, the whole approach to the business is is actually uh, it is focused on you know over delivering you know customer service you know, really making a difference to people's lives because, you know, we run a business not particularly to be a profit maximizer, but to be an impact maximizer. So, you know, that's the most raving, that's the most awesome thing is that we do have raving fans. How do you calculate your raving fans? Is that number of reviews or have you got another metric you're using? Well, there's a smorgasbord or a balanced scoreboard, as people would call it. So we've we've got the reviews, not necessarily number of reviews, but it's the um, the, the what the reviews are. We've got this massive database now. It's the propensity of people to agree to being filmed uh, or to send us a you know a clip on you know why they love their light. Uh, it's referrals. Well, you know, there's there's a whole sort of series of metrics that we look at, uh, but principally. Uh, you know, actually, it's about rebuys. People come back and buy buy another one, and they recommend and tell others about us. And that's one of the big things that we're not doing online at the moment. That um, is, you know, is all being collected offline. So our whole online, the whole online journey is 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 archaic. In I mean, it's a, perhaps two years old <laughs> in web. It's archaic um, in in web terms. So we're whereas our our paper based journey is optimized to the nth degree as to when we send a particular document you know when we make a phone call which, you know it's really heavily we had a heavy focus on optimizing it whereas online you know we are literally now rebuilding right from the and as you say right from the almost like the, 
the, the start, but with all the tools now available that that were never available before. So you know you can almost not instantly, but within a matter of days and weeks, start doing things that you could only have ever dreamt of years ago. Yeah. Oh. Totally. Um, which which has the impact, as we, you know, we've kind of already seen, of making one's to-do list incredibly long. And obviously, you know, you've just today, it sounds like you've had quite a momentous day today, signing things off and the last few days launching websites and all the rest of it. So now... Just a normal day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now all that's kind of tied up. What's, what are the top things on your to-do list for the coming months? Um, right. Well, uh, the... The first thing is to make sure that we, in overall terms, is make sure that we maximise the value from the season. Uh, so our season running between now and, and, and March, really. So num- job number one is to make sure everything works and doesn't fall over. So you know, at a pedantry level, everything needs to work. Uh, in terms of improving from where we are, um, we're into you know, multiple testing at, at all moments of the journey. So, for example... You will co- our, our current site is is basically a catalogue. It's not really a repository of information. It doesn't really. It's not a content-driven uh, um, engine that you would go to for any any other reason to buy one of our products. Because all we do is give you offer you a catalogue. But the catalogue online is currently uh, based around um, where you might have a have a reading light. So you have you might have it in your lounge or in your bedroom or in your office. Uh, so we're just about to, to blow up that, that customer journey and to re-engineer the site with a view to customer self-identifying into, into our three psych- our, our, uh, psychographics. We have three ideal customers that we, that we identify, you know, and then giving each of them a journey. So something, this is a thing that we've done offline in, in spades and in detail, you know, right down to the language that we use for each of those psychographics but online bizarrely we've because we've, we've never replatformed and had the ability to make these changes we've sort of left it um and uh, so we're we're you know that's top i suppose you would in simple terms you would say we have two strategies one which is about uh around optimize uh, 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 conversion conversion rate optimization and the other is on uh, uh, lead generation. Cool. So, so basically, top of the to-do list is one: make sure nothing falls over. Yeah. And then once that's all taken care of, then it's about creating that customer journey, that customer experience that you've got offline, and bringing it to the online space using all the great psychographic profiles you've got. The, the you know you know what the these three customers like, and it's about putting that in place. Yeah, exactly that. And the other, and the third part of it is that we need to start migrating our recruitment activity uh, online, as because it's currently mainly offline. Uh, so hence that we've just signed off a, our, you know, first step into that space. Uh, so we've only basically been doing a bit of retargeting and some, uh, you know, PPC and stuff. We haven't really had a mind for all the other. Uh, ways of reaching our our different niche audiences excellent okay well i think it's time we move on to the top tips round 
And I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our business to the next level. So, Alex, your book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Oh, there are so many books that have taught me how to uh, take stuff forward. Um, pro- but the best book I've ever read is a book called Influence by a guy called Cialdini. Um, and it's it really is a detailed look at what it takes to move people from you know through the IDA process, but you know quickly to yes, um, and very subtle um, uh, ways of of nudging nudging people and understanding what it does to you know what it takes to encourage somebody along the right path for them rather than for them to get stuck so and in in there there's a number of um have different principles but one for example uh is the one which will be known to many people is the contrast principle so the the, the contrast principle it basically reminds us that the way we behave is is very much influenced by the immediate past and a good way that you can you can explain this is if you put one hand in cold water and one hand in hot water and then you take both of them out and you put them both in the same temperature warm water one hand feels hot and one hand feels cold even though they're in the same temperature and this is used to uh, do things like put the order of your sales pitch right so you would always you would always sell the suit before the tie so you know selling a tie at 30 pounds might be quite a um uh you know might be quite a difficult ask in some cases but selling a tie at 30 pounds when you've already sold the the 500 pound suit you know is is a much easier sale so and there are a number of principles in there he talks about so I, I actually think there are seven but he talks about six principles and they are all each of them a golden vein that you can you can sort of apply in all the customer journeys that you that, that, that you design um, and so you know that's a fantastic way it's a fantastic way of of uh, op- thinking about how you optimize the customer journey now we mentioned and I have to agree I think it, it's a brilliant book but you mentioned Aida yeah. and just for any of our listeners who aren't sure what Aida stands for do you, would yeah. you are you able to enlighten them yeah so I mean it's a classic I can't remember whoever I've forgotten it was now but it's some professor back in in the 1800s who came up with it originally but the, it's a journey that that we all go through from awareness the A to interest the I uh, to desire followed by followed by action so it's a sort of conceived linear pathway that you know one would go through so uh, you know um, I bought a, a drum kit um yesterday for my son's birthday um, online as it happens and um, so I was you know I was made aware I became aware of uh, of drum kits because I know he wanted one and then I sort of you know was searching on the internet and was aware of different suppliers the supplier that piqued my interest was one who um, had a video that told you how to buy a basic drum kit and as I I mean, I already had the desire, effectively, but I was looking for a way of enacting that desire. 
Um, so then, so I would have bought from them, although they didn't have, um, they only had contact me in email rather than um, live chat. So the result was I would click down to the next site, who also, as it happened, had similar stuff, but they had live chat. So I got into a discussion and they then gave me the ability to act. It's a final A um, and I bought a drum kit. So, you know, it's that process of going from awareness to action. That was a perfect explanation of it. Thank you very much for that, Alex. So I'll move on to the next top tip, which is the traffic top tip. Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or does don't think gets the press it deserves? Um, well, the first thing I say about this is this changes all the time. It literally changes almost daily. I mean, I get, I don't know about you, but we all probably get... 50 emails about something new that's going on that, oh, yes. about traffic generation. Um, so I sort of go to a higher point, and I, and I traffic is both interesting and dangerous, particularly if you're paying for it. Um, so I think the key thing on traffic is to know your audience. I mean, you need to be the really important thing on traffic is to get more of your ideal customers, not more customers. So you know. It, you know, if you're looking at social media and you've got thousands of Twitter followers, that really doesn't mean anything um, unless they are either one of your ideal customers or they are likely to talk about you to one of your ideal customers. So, you know, really knowing who it is that you're trying to reach um, is the is the key is the key thing for. So it's so the sort of stuff that I enjoy are long you know long tail. Um, keywords that that really target the people who who are likely to buy you know what what we have because i mean we are basically a top end much more expensive than you can buy cheap stuff uh, type of a product so we don't want lots of people who are never going to buy because uh, of the price range so um you know so you know and the other thing i'd say is everything is worth testing because everything that you think is not going to work turns out to be something that's brilliant and everything that you think is going to you know buy you a house in the caribbean ends up falling flat on its face um, oh and then, so and, true <laughs> and then they then they change you know one you know one week it's working brilliantly and next week it'll you know it'll die so you know, so firstly, know your audience. Secondly, test, test, test. And thirdly, keep a really close eye on it. I mean, like we got caught out in July, just as just in keywords, for example. And we were we were on Bing, and Bing changed their numbers, and we weren't on it. And we blew, you know, two or three grand on search terms on Bing, where we got no sales um, because they just changed something, and we weren't on the on the ball. And we were never going to generate uh, traffic from what we were doing. So. You know, it's a continually continual vigilance. Oh, totally. Okay. Well, next up, let's move on to the tool top tip. This might be a collaboration tool, social media plugin, phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool other than the game that's currently going on behind you that you use <laughs> that makes you and your team more efficient day to day? Um. Well, you, you, you talk about. It. We're actually in the middle of basically trying to re-engineer the way we think about ourselves <laughs> um so we are big time in now into in internal 
communication. We operate in three different uh, buildings. Um, so we've got different teams doing different things. Um, and communication between them, even within building. I mean, if you came into our office, normally it's like a library because everybody's got their head down and they're full on. So this, this isn't a neat, cool tool, but it's a realisation that in the end, um, people talking to one another and playing as a team delivers you a return. So we're just about, for instance, to... I mean, everyone in customer service and accounts and everybody have got... A, uh, obviously, they've got a laptop or a, a computer, so we're able to communicate electronically. But, it, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the people in the factory who... The, the sort of manuf- people that manufacture the lights, they don't. So we're just about to... Now, I do a daily uh, blog to, to everyone in the company, which is just, it's nothing to do with the business. It's just a thought piece, very short about something, you know, a way of, you know, who we, who we could be or how we should act. Um, and it doesn't reach people in the factory floor because they don't ha- yet have uh, connectivity. So we're about to connect them, give them iPads. And, you know, so we're, I think the people, the thing that we've failed to do and many companies fail to do, certainly the ones I've been involved with, is um, give enough, uh, uh, attention to um, internal discussion. So you know we we have um, you know we Skype between the buildings. Um, if anything, email has become far too um, too dominant in the mix. So we're looking at how we can improve communications by reducing the amount of email. So you know to make the team more efficient, it really comes down to. Uh, is everybody clear on what good looks like what the mission is and you know are we are you know are they energized by what they're trying to achieve and and we're putting a lot of work into that at the moment cool okay excellent that was really such an important thing to get the team communicating i think the ipads for the factory team is clearly going to make a big old difference so uh the next top tip is your startup top tip if you met someone this weekend who's thinking of starting an e-commerce business what would be your first tip for them um i do a lot of talking in, in schools uh i was involved with a guy called peter jones one of the dragons who set up the um enterprise national enterprise academy and um you know so i've done a lot of uh talking to the next generation and they are they're a good example of you know population that sees e-commerce you know as you would expect automatically as a route to to gold um and i think the thing that people um get wrong is that they is right at the heart the beginning of the enterprise is where it's to work out whether it's an idea or an opportunity and so so there are many good ideas um which are not actually opportunities and the reason they're not opportunities is i don't well, i don't know if you know but the word opportunity comes from the latin ob portu and ob portu was the phrase before we had harbors and docks when a boat would be out in the bay you know waiting for the tide to ride the tide in and unload its unload its cargo so and Shakespeare used it as a tide in the affairs of men which taken at the flood leads on to fortune so the whole notion the whole idea of opportunity is about an idea at the right moment where the energy carries it through to to uh, execution um, and many people have great ideas but they're not opportunities and so you know the the, the single message to people tends to be 
you know, how do you know if you've got an opportunity rather than an idea? And really, you know, if you get customers. So early to get, just do something, put it down, put it out there, test it. And if it works, it's probably an opportunity. If it doesn't, it's probably a good idea. Um, and that's, you know, ultimately the, the test is will people other than your mum and dad and your mates um, pay for this? Um, and it's surprising how many people, you know, put lots of effort in. I mean, you see it on Dragon's Den, actually. Lots of people come up with ideas that they're convinced are fantastic, but you think, well, nobody will ever buy that. Completely. So they, so they need to find the opportunity and test their ideas. So Master Plan World, you can find these top tips and links to everything else we've been chatting about in today's episode by going to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash serious. I have one final top t- tips question for you, Alex. If your business didn't exist, which e-commerce business would you like to be running? Well... There are a lot, but um, I mean, I'm because I'm I've, I've been re-energised by this space. I'm looking at lots of these at the moment, and one that I really love is Airbnb. I don't know if people oh know, yes know about them, but um, I just love the way they've um, they've basically created a community from buyers and sellers or, or providers and, and users. Um, the way they use video right from the outset. I mean, they they just. <sighs> Uh, I just, you know, think that they've they've done some some great stuff. It's a global business. They're operating in you know nearly 200 countries. They, you know, the language is really going you know, to become a host. Um, you know, they're very their communi- their communication online is so so succinct and clear and and yet communicates in depth at the same time mainly through the use of video and great photography i have to say but also through different white pages and stuff like that i mean it's it's a great business i think cool thank you um alex i'm going to add all of that and everything else we've talked about in today's show to the show notes before we say goodbye though would you like to let listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media Sure. I mean, the simplest thing is Serious Readers. If you just type Serious Readers into anything, whether it's seriousreaders.com or Serious Readers into yeah, uh, Facebook, whatever, you'll find us. So type Serious Readers in if you look. If you're a reader who's serious and wants to do something like it. Excellent. Master Plan World, you can find all of those contact details at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash serious, or just go to the website, click on the podcast tab or use the search box. Alex, thank you so much for being on Ecommerce Master Plan podcast today, for being so generous, sharing your experience with us and giving us a little bit of an audio insight to what it's like in your offices at around 5.30 every day. <laughs> Madness. <laughs> cool. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. So how cool was that hearing all the all the cultural aspects going on in the background of um, of Alex's business there. So as one of our subscribers, if you're enjoying the e-commerce master plan podcast, please do share it with your e-commerce friends. Twitter, Facebook, over a coffee or a pint, I really don't mind. Um, we've just published my brand new ebook, How to Get More Customers to Your Website. It's available exclusively and for free. Yes, all 11 pages of great advice for growing your e-commerce business are available for free at ecommercemasterplan.com. Just head over to the website, you'll see the forms or it's in the freebie section. So everybody have a great week and keep optimising. Bye. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com.